This is Recovery Revolution Live. The episode you're about to listen to is live and unedited. If you'd like to join us on the live stream, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube. Facebook.com slash Recovery Revolution 100 or search Recovery Revolution Live on YouTube. What's up? What's a good looking group? This is a handsome group. I'm just oh, gonna say, I'm gonna throw it Where's Lashley at, man? Then it's like it's all masculine energy here, man. I saw I that. Need the balance. <laughs> Need the balance. She's gonna be yeah. late. Okay, okay. She said she may not make it, uh, or she'll be late because she's oh. visiting a friend in the hospital. So, oh, I'm gonna miss her. Hold on, I'm sharing. I'm sharing. <laughs> I have to wait until we go live to be able to share. Of course, that's my tech skills as well, though. That's yeah, no, I was trying to get Instagram that. going, but it's not letting me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm trying I'm trying to fix that, Jay. Yeah, can I share it too or no? Absolutely. How do I do it, man? Um account or what do I gotta do? I don't know if you can share it from uh I don't know about Instagram. We can certainly just- share from just go on the Recovery Revolution page on Facebook page. and then share it. Or, yeah, any one of our pages. I already shared it on mine. So I mean, the, the recording, Can I, bro- I can't broadcast it to my audience or anything like that? Yeah, you can if you share it. <laughs> then it'll play the live video. Oh, this link up here, the StreamYard link, duh. Is that right? No. No, that, they'll come straight to the studio if you do that. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> No, I'm saying go on your phone, bro, yeah. and and go to the Recovery Revolution page yeah. on Facebook, and then fi- the video should be like right at the top because it's live, and then just share that. My phone, you know, I can do it. My phone's and I left my phone in the other room. Though you could do it from your computer too. Okay, cool. How do I do that? Recovery Revolution page. Open a different yeah window and go to yeah. Facebook. Yep. I'll go to Facebook and then Recovery Revolution. Okay. Yes, sir. And I'm assuming JR is, you should in, introduce this fine man, Rob, to the audience. All right. <laughs> you guys center. trying to work me, man. I don't know about the, all that now. Let's get to it. Get her going. Hey, ladies, gentlemen, esteemed guests, uh, please welcome the man, the myth, the legend, Rob Hanley from Woo. Recovery Today Magazine. I mean, great guy. I've had the pleasure of meeting him in person in L.A. last year. I mean, he, this guy is he's the real deal. I mean, he, love, he loves spreading hope. That's, that's what I love about the magazine, and I, I'm honored to be part of it. Hey, man. Dude, it's so I'm, – I'm, uh, I'm honored to uh, – any time to be able to, to, you know, just hang out with you. And the feeling is very, very mutual. And um, and so, how cool is it to be here today, man? So, as I copy the link to drop this in, a couple of things. I'm going to go over to the uh, Recovery Today magazine page and drop that in here and say nice. we're live, right? Yes. Yeah. We're live and in living I wonder if that will go to Instagram too if I posted it in there, because Instagram is Facebook, right? Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it works because JR has flopped on us. 
Let's see. I'll try. <laughs> no, that we're all. What's that? Brett, did you fix that thing? Because I hope yeah. not, because I shut my Instagram down. Oh, now it's going to change the stream ID. You got to send me the new stream ID. Oh. oh, no. These guys are trying to work me, Rob. They're trying to work. They, they forget oh, who signs man. the paychecks. That's right. That's right. I just need your I just need your IG login, and then I can do it all from behind the scenes, and you don't have I, to worry about it. I have to hack into my own account. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah, once he changes your password. <laughs> <laughs> I should just make it... Uh, Change it to Recovery Revolution. Then I would just make all prank posts, Brett, on his IG. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just fuck it all up. <laughs> Seems like the mature thing to do. It, it does. Nobody it does. said I was mature, man. <laughs> I, I, I'm guilty. I've done it to several coworkers in the past. <laughs> Goodness I got a little chimer thing here. I got your new links. All right, give me one second. I'm gonna post a different link then. No, no, no. Yeah, We're trying to get uh, Jr.'s Instagram streaming to my IG account right there. Okay. Yeah, Rob, you want to tell us how uh, the Recovery Today magazine came? Yeah, yes. hang on. Well, let me get, let me try to do this one second if I can, and I'm gonna. It's like uh, I can't I can't tech and and tell the story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm probably the same <laughs> way. Like this is a new one for me. So plus I want to tell the story good too. So one second I'm gonna. Let me go over here to uh, Instagram, and I mean, usually Instagram's off my phone, so let me try to see if I can do a post, and let's see here, hang on, next. So, LC, what's going on? What's new with you, buddy? Man, I am going through such a growth cycle, man. There's so many big things happening in my world. I'm, I'm saying goodbye to one entity that I've worked with for a long time. Um, I'm in charge of a, a subcommittee that is putting together all of our recovery media for the next come. Uh, the last one was, has been seven years ago. So, um, so I'm doing that and I'm still trying to run my business, which is, you know, seasonal. So the, um, is about to come up and, uh, I'm going to get really busy and, trying to buy a house so there's so many nice. things going on man i'm saying i'm closing some doors i'm opening new ones uh, you know it, it's a lot healing some family generational struggles and um you know man just trying to stay healthy and happy and whole through it all it ain't always easy but it's 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 good when it, you know it gets done so i, I can't it. be love it man. i can't it's, be happier man. it's the power of recovery amen to that mm -hmm. sir. jason rudin you've been kind of quiet tonight man uh, we just got on the air, man. <laughs> He's like somebody wind him up. Yeah, dude, and you you know me. I, it's hard to get me to shut up. I'm learning to stretch and stretch oh. myself out and let people No, actually I've been learning that since I started doing this like five years ago. And it it's been awesome to learn how to just sit and listen and and uh give space. But no, I'm good, dude. I, I went to a doctor appointment this week I'm, I'm gonna get surgery to get my eyelids reduced because i have droopy eyelids so for all you people out there who are always like he's not sober he's high no i have a medical condition it's droopy eyelids Man. and 
So I had to go and get these checked out uh, based on the prompting of a few friends who were like, you need to go at least get it assessed, dude, I'm telling you. And it's crazy. I, apparently, what's supposed to be my field of vision is over 50% impeded. Oh, by, wow. By my eyelids. This doctor's wow. like, when we do this thing, you're going to be like, whoa, who turned the lights on? So I'm like, <laughs> no, but I'm excited because uh, I love to read. And it's been the last couple of years. I can't read for more than 15 minutes and my eyes start going goofy on me and stuff. Wow. So, and then TV too, or whatever, just my eyes are always, they get real heavy and then it messes with my vision. So it'll be cool. Cause they said my vision is fine. It's just that eyelid issue. So that'll be at the end of April. I might have to take a, a week, maybe two off of this, unless everybody wants to see my bruised face. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty different. <laughs> wow. Wow. So, yep, I'm not high. <laughs> I think that's part of your charm, man. That, that's your uniqueness, man. I love your face. And I love your face. You. We're going to need new photos for the cover art and stuff once you get that surgery done. With your oh, eyes yeah? open. Yeah, with your eyes open. Yeah, I have pretty eyes, you guys. You just can't see them. <laughs> but um, boots. Yes. Good one. See, you're he's been practicing with sound. I'm, I'm trying to be quicker on the on the he's sound doing effects. Good. Well, I'm damn impressed. That and was now that we're was now we're going now we're going to the single shot view because we're now live on Jr's Instagram. So, oh, Instagram. so people, shout out to my IG family. Come yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. yeah. So just so just for everyone's reference, that's watching the stream anywhere else. This is what the IG people see. It's just this little part. That's why we're doing the. That's all they need to see right there. That's, right. It. that's, that's, that's why I'm that's, that's why I switched all. to the to the solo view so that they can actually see who's talking instead of it being like off in some corner that they can't see. I like this stream yard, man. This is go this is cool. Yeah, it's dude. Awesome. It's a super simple user interface on here. Hey, don't make Which my job so easy. It's oh, I mean, that's right. <laughs> it's not no, I'm not saying that because trust me, I <laughs> I felt like I did pretty good last week though, Brad. You did, like, you did really well. I watched the, the replay. Stream. But at the end, I was like, dang it, because I didn't start the outro music until the very end. And I should have started it right before I even did all of the when I plugged all your guys' shows. And yeah, I even plugged recovery survey i plug recovery soul food i plug jr's book i went all in baby i was like mm. oh that's the wrong sound effect <laughs> you complimented me too soon sir <laughs> <laughs> hey practice practice makes perfect my friend <laughs> so good so good well i'm excited uh, to hear about rob here man what's up rob what's up guys well Thanks for having me on, man. Yeah. Anytime I get a minute to, you know, chat about stuff or to share or be in any kind of conversation, I'm all about that. So, yeah, man. I, uh, you know, think life is good. What can I tell you? Life is good. We published a, uh, our latest issue a couple of days ago. It's always uh, quite a task to get that all out the door. So, issue number 83 is in the books. Ooh. And, um, yeah, it's it's uh, we're pretty pretty happy about it. We're really really happy about it. Got a badass cover on it, 
thrilled to have Jr. in it. I got a we got a whole you know crew of regular people that are all really you know pretty amazing. Besides just you know being part of the magazine, that all uh, contribute to it. So um, it's a great issue, man. It's awesome, really good. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. So how did you get involved with Recovery Today magazine? Well, um, so I st- I'm the editor in chief. And so I, I, I'd say I kind of started it, but that's really a little bit, that's, that's kind of disingenuous. So the real, the whole story of it is, is um, Re- Recovery Today is about almost 10 years old. We're uh, going into our 10th our year. And uh, my background was really as an internet marketer, a, a, you know, digital marketer. I owned a couple of direct sales companies, uh, digital direct sales companies and things like that. And I just, you know, I made my living on the internet. And uh, at the end of the last recession, things just weren't going so great. A lot of this stuff, there's a lot of changes and things like that. And at that time, my brother, um, his name's Greg Hanley, he is the owner of a place called Soba, S-O-B-A, Soba Recovery. And he had a place in Malibu. And then by that time, he probably had another, I think he was getting ready to open up another place in Texas, which he has now. And um, so anyhow, he asked me to build him a website. I made a badass website. I like to do copywriting. And so then I asked, I, I, I came to him with the idea because he's spending all the money on Google and, and you know, all these, uh, you know, pay-per-click and stuff like that. I came with the idea of, of doing a magazine. So that was kind of how it originally started was, um, we, you know, we didn't advertise any kind of rehabs or anything like that. And so my brother really kicked it off. So any time I tell, tell the story, I always got to give him full credit. But what happened was um, he actually is funny. I really didn't know that many people in the recovery community. He gave me the names of some people. I called them up and one of them, I guess I should a shout out to my friend, Sherry. She just loved it. And so um, we, started getting people on and really, really quickly, like it took on a life of its own. And um, so, you know, we, uh, it, a lot of like what it is and what we defined it to be, because you kind of got to define it a little bit like, well, what is it? So I, I guess to kind of credit myself a little bit, because it is a central piece of it, um, I, I thought like, well, how would you describe recovery today? Like, what's it all about? Like, what what is it? And so it, it sounds like kind of a little bit of clever kind of copywriting or maybe it's a cliche or something, but it really was born, the, the, what I'll tell you here in a second, it was very, very intentional. And it was very, I, I thought about it very deeply about what, you know, what it was in terms of what's the first thing that we're gonna say about recovery today. And uh, it's recovery today is a magazine of hope. And so it's not like, oh yeah, like it's just cute. Like I literally was thinking like I, I was in this deep, dark, actually a pretty dark spot to be honest. And um, it was, it, it was, I, I realized that before you can have, you know, anything better in your life or now I would define it and say any kind of transformation of any kind, you got to first have hope. It's not, you, know, you got to have hope before you have discipline. Yes. You, you think like, so if you're thinking about the gym, you got to think like, well, shit, man, I'm never going to get a shit. I'm never going to this, that, and the other. But then you start thinking, well, maybe if I got to the gym, maybe there'd be a chance I could like drop a couple of pounds or something like that. So it always starts out with a little bit of like, uh, and so the thing that I've had a challenge with since I was in my twenties, um, 
I'm happy to say long periods of, of relief is, um, you know, some, some depression. And um, sometimes it was, you know, long and it was deep and it was, and I, I, I almost can't think of like, I haven't really experienced anything worse than having a bad depression. You mm -hmm. just don't know how to get yourself out of it. Um, and, you, and you feel hopeless. That's really what I guess I'm trying to say not very well is that you feel hopeless. And um, so that was kind of why I arrived at Recovery Today as a magazine, Hope. And then all the stuff that I look to do, whether it's writing or it's communicating or anything, I just love, um, you know, kind of, I don't like to put labels, but I guess I will. And I'll say ADD. I, I, I like to do things excellently as, as much as I can. And then I'm compelled really to tell the truth. So even kind of now I tend to, I always got to tell myself you're, you're oversharing, you're oversharing. And, but fortunately in the recovery community, um, you know, that, 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 that goes very well. So in the beginning of the magazine, the first couple of years really of the magazine, I was behind the scenes on everything. And so everybody was kind of out front. Uh, you know, my brother was very much out front. He loves the me media and stuff like that. He's extremely, um, you know, great communicator. And, um, and then eventually people kind of wanted to know, they started to recognize a little bit. They're like, who's behind this? Who's behind this? And then, so not necessarily because I, I had any kind of desire to become recovery famous or whatever it might be just because I felt like it would serve the magazine. So, I started to reveal myself a little bit more and more, which then became therapy for me in terms of like sharing what's on my mind. And, um, and then I love things about like personal development. I love the whole idea that you uh, of second chances and that, uh, you know, tomorrow can be better, you know, than today. And, and I, I abhor bullshit. I abhor authenticity. I, I abhor things that are inauthentic and fakeness and stuff like that. And so, this kind of gave me an, an, an avenue to channel all that kind of stuff. And we just continue to do it. And so, um, you know, yeah, we just continue to do it. And the whole purpose is help one person at least to take one more step, at least to being sober uh, for at least one more day. And, um, you know, all I can tell you is that we just try to do our best every single issue, every single interview. Nothing will ever be in the magazine that is not about hope in any kind of that's like the the litmus test for everything that we do you know people lose their kids they you know they they, they lose loved ones it's, this is a um you know it's a war zone that's going on there but there always has to be some kind of uptick of hope in the end maybe they maybe they lost a kid to, to overdose but now they're doing something kind of in an effort to try to help other parents and other people not lose somebody to overdose and so we want to tell those stories Amen, brother. You know, it is it, to me, it's key when when uh, you've been through something, you know, that that if you overcome it, then that puts you in the position, a unique position to relate to other people that are going through it and to help them find their way out, you know, or at least inspire them to try some new things, maybe. Uh, you know, or get them pointed in the right direction, at least. So, yeah, you can't talk about something that you had. I think that's why, like at, at uh, in the rooms and stuff, you know, the the story that's the worst story. You know, somebody's got a really bad story. People get really uh, excited because they know that something 
you know, there's going to be a, a, a uh, you know, the, there's going to be a sunrise at the end of the story. There's going to be some kind of bright thing. Or they're thinking, man, I thought my shit was bad. Like, yours is really bad. That's, that's like, way worse. So the whole idea that, like, you know, you've been tried by fire, it's really, I think, the only thing that, that um, you know, to date myself a little bit, like saying, you know, with Nancy Reagan saying, just say no. Like, <laughs> you don't have any experience in it, man. You know, first of all, you can't just say no, by the way. Um, was that easy, you know? But um, yeah, you have to be, I think you have to have gone through things. People want something that uh, you have to share the same story, man. Well, it's like I always say, dude, the more fucked up you were out there, the more valuable you are in here. <laughs> you I know what I mean? Uh, you can, t- you can touch more people. You, you know, the more you've been through, right? Like uh, it puts you in that unique position to help more people because you've got this wide array of things that you've had to overcome and face That's in right. your life. So now, Rob, you you're a person in long term recovery yourself, correct? Yeah, 20, uh, 28 years. Yeah. So could you tell us a little bit about that? About your uh, yeah, sure. Your you know, downward I, I, spiral on your journey? No, never. Um, I I actually honestly I uh, um I haven't done very many interviews because honestly I think that my recovery story is it, it's very atypical, and um, I mean yeah I I. You know, in, in, in high school and I, mean, I started drinking when I was probably like in eighth grade, you know, I got arrested the first time when I was 14, um, you know, started smoking weed, like I say, like everybody else, you know, trying different things in high school and Coke and whatnot like that. Went to college, you know, did everything in college except for probably opiates. Uh, never really did opiates at all. Thank God. Uh, never did meth at all. Um, you know, th- thank God. Um, and then, you know, I seemed pretty normal, got out, got a, you know, got a job, got a good job and stuff. And I like to party, but it, 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 for me, it never really was something that got like totally out of control. Uh, well, except for a couple of times I was actually, ironically, JR was talking about, um, uh, before that we started here, he's talking about, we're both bas- big basket college basketball fans. And I got sent to Minneapolis. Uh, in uh, whatever the year was, 1990, I don't know, 1991, I think, or something like that. 92, 92 is actually when it was, I remember. And uh, the final four was going on there. And I couldn't, I was there for work and I couldn't get a, get tickets. So I went to the bar and got completely shit-faced. And um, on my drive home in my rental car, I, if anybody's ever been to Minneapolis, all the roads are very high. They're like two stories high and they slope down, I think, so that the, so that the, um, uh, the snow can run off and I, you know, fell asleep driving down the freeway and, and I rolled the car, you know, I don't know, six times or something like that. So I, I, I should have been dead. I was probably one of the worst things. There's a lot of other, you know, things that I, I can't really remember. But for me, it was never like I went to rehab um, or anything like that. In fact, I was very um, kind of awkward about sharing my own recovery story because for me, like not drinking or doing drugs or anything like that, I don't think about that. I don't think about a lot of relapse or anything like that at all. And so the way actually that I had stopped, it wasn't from some kind of a, um, it wasn't from some kind of a planting a flag or this is it. So this is just my way. And I understand that it's probably really different than most anybody's way. So, what happened with me is, first of all, I had a, I, I had a, a spiritual experience 
I, um, um, it was like the spring of 1993. I, I, I was raised Catholic, but I uh, accepted Christ like in an altar call type of a thing. I was born again. And I started reading my Bible and I was very into like personal development. And I was very intentional about recreating myself and um, having, a, you know, having a good life, having a really good life. And so slowly I just stopped. I, I kind of, it's like this skin kind of shed off of me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I never said oh, I don't drink or, oh, not really. I didn't say like, okay, this is it or this is the time or anything like that. For me, it was all kind of through, I made it nothing actually. And, you know, drinking was a real big part of my life because it, or it had been, um, you know, you, you go to work, you go out, you party. It's just like so social. I was about, I was about 28 years old. And as you can you know, imagine, it's kind of, you know, kind of tough, but I just started thinking I had bigger dreams and visions for my life. And um, I just started saying, I'm a guy that doesn't drink. I'm a non-drinker. And I made it a nothing. So, um, of course, I avoided as much as I could at first, like going to bars. Instead, I was going to church and, um, uh, you know, stuff like that. Or I was always, always, always reading books, listening to, you know, going to seminars or any kind of thing I could do to try to improve myself. And I just was like, I'm a non-drinker. Oh, no, it's not a big deal. Yeah, I'll have a soda water. I never made anything about it. I didn't say like, oh, yeah, I I stopped drinking. I quit drinking. I did this and that and the other. For me, it was always kind of a redefinition of who I was that um, and and it was like I made it like nothing. No, I'm I'm just a guy that doesn't drink. I'm I'm the designated driver. You know, nothing, 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 nothing ever. And I felt like if I made it something, then it would be something to kind of be afraid of or to try to, um, I I always felt like anything that I would push against, I would kind of almost embrace, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I've been sober for a long, long time, but in my family, uh, and this kind of gave me, honestly, it kind of gave me imposter syndrome a little bit with the magazine, but I'm the last of eight, uh, you know, I'm the last of eight kids. I mean, almost everybody's recovery story that I hear is like, you know, way more, you know, gnarly than mine. Like, mine's like nothing, practically. But um, oh, your story matters, man. Yeah, I, I've come to, you know, I've come to realize that, man. So, and I think, and, I, and you know what, I shouldn't say I think I know that I have something to say um, in it because I, I feel very strongly about in my mind the redefinition, and not from like a I'm gonna do it type of thing, but this whole just floaty kind of like just let it go like it's just a simple thing like i'm just a guy that doesn't drink it's not like a big deal i'm a non-drinker i'll be brushing my teeth in the morning or whatever <laughs> yeah i'm a guy that does such and such and i'm a such and such and i had a lot of whole but a bunch of other mantras about you know who kind of who i not wanted to be but who i said like I, I yeah this is who i am now i'm a i'm a good guy i'm a i'm a you know i'm a good man i'm a strong man i'm a confident man i'm a decent man i'm a loving man and i would just kind of think about and it wasn't anything that was that i tried to grasp onto but it was more something that i just kind of i don't know it sounds very woo woo but that's what i know it's natural like it becomes a natural progression when you begin to recreate the story of your life yeah. and and you are now talking about who you see yourself as and 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 it becomes like this natural thing as you start getting better within these things just naturally start to 
to go away. And I love that you're talking about the whole anything that we resist, we almost basically embrace because I was just having that conversation with my wife today about some different things. And I think that your story is far more spectacular than you give it credit just because of, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of the recovery stories. A lot of us, you know, went way far down to our rock bottom and it looks different, but I tell you the, the hope space, the personal development space, that spiritual development space, man, that's, that's, that changes lives. Dude, and I'm with I'm with you, LC, on that because if he wasn't uh, digging in, if he didn't develop that thirst and start to really delve into like, what can I learn about personal development? What can I learn about my spiritual growth? You know, like those things. To your point, LC, it's like if you focus on that shit, yeah. everything else just fucking works itself out, right? And and it's so organic. And you're literally like shedding the skin, like you said, Rob. And it's like, oh, man, what the heck? I didn't even know that I was bogged down with so much until I was able to uh, address these issues and let it go. And like, man, so, dude, bravo. And and now, I mean, look at the purpose that you're walking in in your life. I mean, you're doing amazing things for the recovery community at large. You know, yeah, you know, I haven't had an opportunity really to um, I haven't had an opportunity really to do very to be interviewed very many times. I've interviewed a lot of really freaking amazing people, man. I, I can't even tell you how grateful I am because, it's, you know, I like to have fun and joke around and stuff like that. But I really do kind of like to talk about the weightier matters of life, man. Like I, I, I have questions since I've been a little kid, like, why are we here? What are we supposed to do? What's the what is the rule book, man? Like, you know, and then also, I mean, reality itself. What's real? You know, what what's uh, there's not. So, um, I, I really liked doing that, and I now I'm kind of in this position where I get to have these deep conversations with pretty famous people sometime. And the cool and interesting thing about recovery is like the very nature of recovery, as I like to say, is. You're you're driving down the road and maybe you either crashed or whatever it is, but you make a full on like right turn, man, or a left turn. Like you're making a full on turn in your life. You stop, you start to really, it it, it provides you this place to really kind of evaluate because uh, why you're there. Right. And so um, as my brother used to say, you know, getting people off of drugs and, and, you know, that's the easy part. That's like a couple few days. It's not, it's really not that hard. It's really the whole getting to the underlying issues about like what led to that. And so um, it's interesting because everybody that I talk to, the very nature of people in recovery, they've had this, these introspective things like they've taken an inventory. What am I good at? What do I like to do? What's my purpose in life? And right. so I love to ask people stuff like that. Like, what's your purpose, man? What do you think you're here for? Why are we here? You know, what's this all about, man? Like, what do you think about? And it elicits some really good, you know, cool um you know, uh, cool little segments. And so I, come, yeah. I, I just come to realize like, yeah, man, through all like the personal development stuff, there's like a lot that I can, uh, that I can say. And then, and I think that, rec- that depression and, and anxiety and, and, and uh, substance use disorder and all, and whatever we're going to call it, I kind of feel like it's the same, mm-hmm. fucking not a string, the same ball of string, except for it's just, 
you're looking at it from a different side. It's still a knot. And I can talk pretty authentically in first person about somebody that's had, you know, bad depression and stuff. And so I can write and speak about mm-hmm. it very empathetically. Yeah, man. And you're right. It's, it is, it's like, it's the rope. Those things are all so inextricably connected and intertwined. You can't, you can't deal with one without dealing with all of them and, and be successful and make it sustainable and meaningful. In my opinion, you know what I mean? We need to address it all. Right. And, and it's an ongoing process. I agree. (laughs) To me, it's the difference between just being clean and sober versus recovery. You know, recovery is that that's, it's that path that goes within, you know, that Mm -hmm. path that does ask those deeper questions like Robert talking about. And, and, you know, it starts to become almost fun and interesting to, to know those selves. You know, I know for myself, I ran from myself for so long that I was filling this void of, depression and anxiety and and trying to separate myself from myself. But I've had an amazing time the last almost 10 years getting to know myself at Mm -hmm. a very authentic level. And, and I think that recovery is, is the gift that, you know, addiction and and depression and anxiety and, and even trauma gives us because without this, we may just go through these mundane lives trying to look for external happiness and never gain it mm. because we never are forced to turn it all back around and look within. Right. I love and that, man. I'm happy you're here, Rob. I, I'm grateful to have this conversation tonight. I'm, really, I'm actually really grateful to be here. And, uh, you know, like I said, I really enjoy sharing. It's uh, if I take an inventory of what I the things that I enjoy, I love to learn. I, I I tell people if I'm on the airplane next to you, you're either going to hate me or we're going to be best friends by the time we <laughs> land. And um, so I like to learn things. I like to connect the dots and say, oh, my God, well, what about this? Or did you ever see this? Did you ever see this? So I like to learn. The whole purpose is the transference, you yeah. know, the transference of information, like yeah. learn information, put our own thing on it, and then we pass it out to, oh, shit, there goes my camera. But we pass it out. You know, the whole idea is to transfer information to somebody mm-hmm. else. I think in a, in a really you get down to it is to really to be a service. You know, like yeah. you want to help. I, I want to help anybody I can help. Amen. Amen. So now you just busted yourself like out and we know that you're not actually in the office because that I thought you were sitting at the recovery today you office. Missed, yeah, you missed, you missed the pre the pre show when we were talking about virtual backgrounds. <laughs> he just busted himself out with the hand motion. I guess I got to talk really slow with my hands really slowly. But that's how good that background is, Rob. That's how house, good it man. is. You know? No, yeah, dude, it was unflinching the entire time until okay, you just well, I'll put try your to hand go slow up. again. See, this is my real room, bro. I like that, man. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Rob, we got a special surprise for you, man. Oh, yeah? Okay. Brett, run them. Okay. Who we got? Which, one, which ones? This one? This one's? Rock the recovery, dude. You're one of my favorite people, man. You know, I'm jealous. I wanted to go to that. And there's the the gorgeous Jen Sugarmeyer, who's by the way, she's six foot one, six foot one. Wow. Um, yeah, that was a that was a good time, man. I was so happy that you could come to that. That's um, our last cover. That's West Gear of uh, of Rock to Recovery. 
So we've interviewed him like three times. Um, this is our current cover there. Thanks for showing all this. this is like, I'm down on all this StreamYardness. This is gig ass. It's awesome, bro. That's my it's new awesome. friend, Aaron Williamson. He's a, a fellow vet like you are, JR. I don't know about the rest of the crew, but he's a, he's a Marine and a PTSD and the whole nine yards. So That's yeah, awesome, man. Yeah, yeah we're built awesome. alike. <laughs> yeah, <I can> tell. <laughs> I, I got sent his picture you know maybe maybe everybody thinks that so uh i got sent his picture my my uh, uh media manager brian introduced us and he did like a group text and he sent over like a bunch of like eye candy pictures and the first thing <laughs> I immediately man i type back and i go i have goosebumps I, I I feel like I'm looking at a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> my doppelganger. Yeah, that's my doppelganger. That's so weird. Oh my god, freaking out. <laughs> Man, this sounds so fun. Like I can't wait to I don't know how I have somehow missed this, but I can't wait to get into this recovery today. I saw JR's little article and so I'm kind of New Dude, write me and tell me how you like it. I, I'm highly driven by affirmation, and so I like. Oh, nice. I'm like I just like people to go. Oh yeah, it's great. Like I want to know why you like it, man. I yeah. think I might have actually emailed you once or twice, Rob. Oh really? Well, I think what has it been, Jay? Like probably two years ago, uh, I got like Jr. told me about it, and then I uh, subscribed to the email list. So I like every time you guys release an issue i get okay. the emails right so i have the virtual copy yeah. or whatever well, that's all there is actually there really isn't a the, the most common question that we get is oh can you send me a copy or right. you know can i buy a copy or sometimes it really makes me feel bad my that was copy. what i emailed about and i my wanted mother, to... my mother is like in prison and and they're really the only ones that actually uh, although actually i did find out that you can have you know um some people have laptops and stuff in prison, but my thought is every single person can now consumes their media, their newspapers and everything. What do you, who reads a newspaper? Who reads paper, man? Like this is digital <laughs> content that you can click on and watch an interview or uh, this stream yard stuff, you know, whatever it would be. Click on, you're going to go to their, you're reading about an author and there's their freaking book right there. And you click oh, it and yeah. you're on Amazon, man. Like yeah. buy it. That's great, man. That yeah, is totally. great. I can't wait to connect with you more, man. I oh, want to hear cool. more about this. Likewise, man. It would be cool, though, I guess, if it was in a printable form. You know, like if you printed some for maybe even just that purpose, maybe to send out to uh, uh, jails and institutions and prisons and stuff like that. Uh, that would be kind of dope. But I would, I would like that. That's the only segment that's really disenfranchised, I guess. You know, some yeah. people are like, well... We'd like to put it like, you know, like on our office in our treatment center or our therapy or doctor's right. office. So I was like, oh, I'm thinking, OK, what I'll do, I keep meaning to, but I forget. I'm like, I'm going to do like a full, uh, like a one page ad, like a full page in the magazine. And that's going to have a QR code and it's going to say Recovery Today magazine, the number one addiction sobriety recovery magazine and scan this. And then they're going to, you know, like it's free, man, like plus. You can look at all the other issues for, you know, you can go back and look at Sugar Ray for a couple of years ago. And it's not coffee stained or torn or, you know, it's all pristine. True that. And most people have a smartphone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Prisoners have a smartphone. I know, right? 
No, it's not. I don't think they're supposed to. <laughs> as long as they give enough ramen packets, they can use one for 10 minutes. <laughs> like some of those jailhouse burritos. <laughs> Hey, let's let's can we let's let's um hit that comment there from from Cheyenne because I'm reading this at the end. I mean, a person who maybe relapsed because once we relapse, we are new. Yeah, absolutely not, absolutely not, man. The recovery is not a one and done, and you don't just do it and and get it right. You keep healing. Don't don't do away with with what you've learned or what you've been through man hold all of that stuff with you the hope the thing here is to hold on to hope and to just keep moving forward we learn the greatest when we fall down a little bit and and get back yeah. up quicker than we did before you yeah know, our pain our pain is our greatest teacher yeah, for sure man. and and yeah. then you know let's not forget no matter what your pathway right like we don't shoot our wounded that's it i love that man and you can't discount the amount of work that they already put into their recovery and the things right. they learned, as LC said. You know, it's like they sometimes you learn a valuable lesson from that. So, yes, I mean, are they new in the sense, I mean, of like because like they re they reset their clean date. I mean, but that don't mean they're new. They've been in the in here. You hear yeah. people all the time. They're like, I've been in and out of the rooms for years and and i just haven't got it yet and it's like that's all right man because you're here yeah that's, yeah after you relapse it's the hardest it's harder to come back through the doors of any program any kind of recovery meeting setting because of the shame that's attached yeah. to that you know relapse yeah. yep. and and that shame stems and that stigma stems from people uh yeah just treating them like they fucked up you know like we don't shoot our wounded. We need to pick them up. We need to encourage them. We need to give them an ear. We need to give them a shoulder. And that's what it's up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And let's talk about what Rob was even talking about earlier. I think it's valuable to change your story about yourself surrounding that as well. Because a lot of times, you know, mm -hmm. what I've, I've gained in, in my recovery is that Sometimes I got to know how much work I've already done. And sometimes that means I got to trip up sometimes because that actually gives me the contrast to show. But mm -hmm. the less that we make like a huge deal about it with ourselves and we just know, man, I'm healing. I'm, you know, I'm going through, I'm, I'm healing, I'm moving forward and we just keep going, man. Like it just becomes less of this big thing when we don't make it this huge entity so so i know that that's the current paradigm of a lot of things but we're in the process of really changing that paradigm like like start saying something new about yourself like yeah who do you want to be like who do you see yourself as and talk to yourself in that way that space and one thing I like, um, um, so I love this whole vibe that you guys have. One, one thing that I like about that a lot is I heard a guy years ago in a seminar and he said, you know, you can be a big fatty and, um, and, 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 the, and you're going to talk in the mirror. I'm, I'm skinny, you know, I'm fit, you know, I'm fit and I'm skinny and I'm this, that, and the other. And when you do that, though, your subconscious mind says, that's bullshit, dude. Like you're still fucking fat. You're fat. Okay. Anybody would know that you're fat. 
And so what he said is you add on the little phrase, I'm in the process of. Yeah. I mean, because it's all about, I think a lot of it is about like believing, like there's, yes. there's nothing more powerful, I think, than, than the power of belief. You said so you're maybe your 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 relapse just happens to be part of your story man but i'm in the process of of you know becoming yada 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 or or i am you know blah 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 so well dude also i think it's to your point it's like that just adding that to the beginning of the phrase it takes away the polarization of the matter like we we tend especially addicts and alcoholics we tend to speak in black and whites and absolutes mm -hmm. right all or nothing thinking yeah. which is detrimental and dangerous if we enter gray area by you know admitting to ourselves that this is a process this is going to take time uh that makes it a little bit easier you know because you're not uh feeling all that added pressure like yeah. you know like i fucked up once so now i'm just off the wagon for good no man no get back on the wagon you know get back on the horse don't quit yeah we all stumble in life man i don't know how long <laughs> we're going but there's something that i want to be able to say a little bit if i can is it, is mm -hmm. it okay if I just kind of tell a little bit of because it's really on my it's really on my heart right now and it's a central piece of of what of, of everything that comes out in recovery today. In fact, maybe uh, somebody I, I I wrote it. It was the first part of of, uh, of I call it the Rob Report. It's the letter from the editor. So it's the first page of the magazine, and uh, we put it on the web. We put it always on the website, even if you don't opt in. And this one this month says um, it says you have super you know you have superpowers. Okay, and so I like to. Um, I, li I like to frame things kind of in this context. And, you know, I, I tell people, and first of all, everything that I ever say is 100% like authentic from my heart. So I remember a few months ago, I wrote something and I said, people in recovery are the most wonderful people I've ever met. Because it's true, at least the ones that I, I have met. If you're, especially if you're in a longer term recovery, you're, in my experience, you're less likely to be a dick and less. <laughs> Um, you know, and you're less likely to be manipulative, but I think it comes from this kind of this spot of having this deep introspective area of like, and, and doing the work, I guess I should say, like if you're praying and you're meditating and you're kind of working a program and stuff like that, like, obviously you're going to be, you know, uh, more progressed along, but I try to frame everything about, about the addicts and the addict mind that you have these innate superpowers within you that um it's my belief that the addiction manifested through some kind of um you don't feel right with yourself because you have this ability that you were born with or perhaps was birthed from trauma that you endured okay you had a really sh you know sh something some shitty ass things really happened to you but it birthed this part of you and and then you, it, it has all this, it's like a battery, man. It has all of this potential to do great things, but you don't know how, you have no idea how to get there, or maybe you just got to numb out the pain. And so the whole idea of like, you're sober and then now what? It really fits very directly because when people get sober, like I look at my friend JR, for example, I, I don't know you or your guy's story. I, I would like to know it, but I don't know it. 
And, but I know JR's story, you know, and not to tell on him, but you know, he's, he shared stuff with me. I, I don't know what he's shared here, but, um, you know, this is the, kind of the typical, you know, bad shit that happens. <laughs> and, and then now I look at him and he's like living down in paradise. He's a good man. He's a good, he's a good, really good person, man. And he's done amazing things and channeled it in recovery. The people that he works with like him. Um, he's an asset to the business that he's with. His friends would say, yes, he's trustworthy. All of these kind, kinds of things. And so my thought all the time is, is that people that are in recovery, they have this great potential. They can they, they become ridiculously fit like the guy on our cover, Aaron, um, or they become yoga masters or they kick ass in entrepreneurialism or they go deep into some kind of spiritual endeavor or uh, something like that. And so my thought is, is that if you're going to have an addictive nature, because I kind of think that it's always going to be there, this restlessness within you is always going to be there. And um, like for me, like I want to be a great dad. I want to be a great husband. I want to be a great this. I don't want to just be, you know, just be. I got to be something, you know, as good as I can be, right? And so um, once that's channeled into something that's esteemable, then, um you know, there's amazing things that you can do. And so this is the way that I want to reframe the recovery community is you're not broken. You are not fucking, you're not defective in some kind of way. Excuse my F-bombs, but you're not defective. You don't need to be fixed. Okay. You just need to be, you need to, you know, take some breaths and kind of get healthy. And then you need to find some kind of a direction and it doesn't have to be the direction. It just, it can be any direction that's in an esteemable type of a thing. And then everything is going to work out. And you will see, I really believe that people that are in recovery have the potential and the ability to go much, much, much further than those that have never battled with this uh, at all. And probably because you understand the whole mania of the highs and the lows and all the kind of stuff like that, you can outwork, you can out communicate, you can out, you know, if you needed to get drugs, man, you found a way, you're a survivor. And this is the this is the persona, the the characteristics that I really intentionally want to uh, shape the magazine to be, and that's kind of how all the articles are. It's what comes out of my thoughts when I write things. It's always kind of from that perspective. Hell yeah, man! I I love that. We definitely share that in common, man, because I think that's the greatest thing. You know, every day when you broke up, busted, disgusted, with no way you found what you needed so it's what you need absolutely absolutely Mm. yeah well you made me think of something too like it's it's like when i when i was an addict when i was a drug dealer i used to you know sometimes have these moments where i would wish for a different life but i would always end up coming to the ultimate conclusion that I don't have any skills. Right. But I would challenge anyone that's out there and they're still in their, uh, active addiction, you know, like your skills that you have learned and believe me, you got skills. If you're hustling to get, to get, to keep that monkey satisfied on your back or to, or to whatever, uh, those skills are transferable into the real world. And it's crazy how much more effective they are in the real world, actually. And you can feel good about it, too. 
You Absolutely. don't want to think about the skills of stealing your grandmother's wedding ring. You know, like you can actually feel good about it. Um, right. You know, but that level of dedication, right? Like that we had. I mean, it was survival mode. We didn't have a fucking choice. We're just doing to do so we can do what we need to do. And dude, you you got that kind of grind in you where it's 24-7. You you can take that addictive energy and channel it into positive things and yeah. just you you don't even have to like invest anywhere near the same amount of time that you did into your addiction and you can right. really excel because the cream rises to the top. And when you got that kind of work ethic, dude, you you know, a lot of people nowadays, they just kind of do the bare minimum, you know, whatever they can get away with. That's Sadly. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it doesn't take a whole lot of effort, in my opinion, to really excel in the, in the real world. It's crazy. So well, it's my belief that the recovery community is positioned to change the world, to help bring about this new shift that's beginning to happen in the world, the greater consciousness, the collective consciousness. This world needs us, um, every one of us in every stage of this healing, transference and, uh, you know, of energy that the world. Can I ask you what that is? I don't want that to go away to vapor. I know that. But can I ask you, tell me a little bit about what that collective consciousness is and in this, I don't know, what is that? What does that, what does that look like to you? To me right now, we're in, we're in a huge shift. I think, you know, COVID was a big uh, beginning yeah. of it because, you know, people were almost forced to be with themselves and, and look at, at, at what we have, almost what we have become in that pursuit of external happiness. You know, that yeah. we've been in an age of time for my lifetime and, yeah. and, and most of our lifetime sitting here um, where it has been very Piscean. It's very been a very masculine energy. It's get things done, get, 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 get. And I think that uh, we've, we've all, come to this place where you know depression has become a big thing you know like like i'm from the generation where we didn't talk about that stuff didn't where happen. addiction and and stuff was a moral failing it was not a yeah. you know wasn't a spiritual issue it yeah. was a moral failing there was a lot of shame that happened around me i'm also a, a transgender man mm -hmm. um you know that was a big thing you know growing up in my time so so in this age where we're becoming more authentic to who we truly are as divine expressions of God in human form, we are beginning to embrace that, I feel. And, and that to me is what recovery is all about. And I feel like that what's happening in the world of recovery right now is really what the, the consciousness of the world is, is longing for is, you know, how do we how do we learn to be? How do we learn to be connected? Because if we look at right now that the climate is fear, division, and yet here we are in this community saying, no, everybody's welcome. You know, yeah. however you, how you believe, how, what works for you, you're welcome here. This is a yeah. space where you're welcome. Now we still have our issues, of course, yeah. but for the so most I, part, yeah. we're showing the world how to do it. I, I think like if that. I could reduce that to one word and say unity, you know, mm. yeah, that's it. 
unity. But unfortunately, oh hi, Ashley. Hi, hi. Ashley. Hey. I think that you're right, but I think that it's a choice that the recovery community is going to have to make. Yeah. Just like the rest of the world is going to have to make it. Like, are we as a community ready to? really accept all pathways are we really ready to accept all people are we ready to accept that you know people find recovery in all different kinds of ways some hit rock bottom some don't hit rock bottom some use mats some don't clean is you know being not clean is when you don't take a shower like i mean that doesn't have anything to do with all this stuff that we say and we do it 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 promotes biases and stigmas. And as a community, we have to either decide to accept people as they are and meet them where they're at and help promote recovery, or we will get left behind as a community. So I think we're really at that place, just like there's a lot of groups. Yeah, I agree with you, Ashley, wholeheartedly, because that's what I think that we are are in as a re representation of the consciousness of the of the entire human race right now is we have a choice to make you know are we going to truly realize that we're better together as 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 a collective or continue with the stigmas and and you know i think that's why ashley the work that that you do is really really important you know not only just where you are in florida but you know i i think the larger that voice gets out and reminds all of us because you know i'm very I, i'm i'm old and you know i still find myself using words and terms because they're easy for people to understand but they are continuing an unconscious bias and mm -hmm. and just in the past this past month I have been shown how much unconscious bias still lives within not only the recovery community, but the general population. And that's why I think what we're all doing is really important. But you're Ashley's very right. I mean, we got to decide. What well, we're and, and the language is huge, too. I know I'm guilty, you know, as anyone uh, in some areas with that. But I think, too, that we should give ourselves credit where credit's due because we are trying we are learning, we are growing, we are evolving. Uh, a lot of people, you know, unfortunately will not, you know, ever accept, <laughs> you know, everyone for where they're at and all that. So, you know, it's, it's always going to be an uphill climb, man. But I think that the beautiful thing is like when we can even just right here, this yeah. group of people and and continue to grow our own personal networks i mean that i'm blessed beyond blessed with that and the connections i've sown in this mm -hmm. in this journey up to this point it, you know you guys are definitely a big part of that for me so you know i'm grateful for that man that at least i have people like ag who are constantly reminding me of those things, right? Yeah. Or, or pushing me in the right direction or calling me on my shit when I say some stigmatizing language, you know what I mean? Or whatever. <laughs> uh, it's it's a process, man. And, it, yeah. and it's great to have good people around you supporting yes. you through it. Yeah, and there's never it's not gonna be quick. It's not gonna be quick in 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 the collective as a whole. Like, like it has taken us so much time to get here. 
the hope comes in that like like we've done the roller coaster thing and like the hope comes in that we're getting towards the top and and we're going to you know begin the the ride to change and so you know i so many of us are are just so important and, and and to say something truly to my brother larry brown who's out in the world you know larry is a is a sheriff in a in a very rural north carolina of uh, a space and and to have people out in the world that can see through the things that we do see into the human humanity the human parts of the people that you know he's out touching every single day it takes all of us not even you know just i mean this is the way we touch people this is the way it changes and and again each one teaches one and uh love you larry be safe um and i just think it's so special it, it creates so much hope for me like and and rob said it early is that you know it, a spark of hope is all that's needed to begin a life change like to to really evolve your life and and it's but it's not doable without it it's not doable without at least a spark you know Amen, brother love it Ooh. i agree and i i mean i think you know especially when you're new in recovery that's really important to have hope and to see that you know you can do anything but i also think this is a movement like the recovery yes. movement isn't it didn't just happen like people like so a lot of people think you just show up to something and it just happens it, people have been planning and working since before all of us were born and and making it to this point and so as people like that have found our way and that have you know built that resiliency and, and found a different way we in a way owe it to the people that fought for us to get here that we have this opportunity to help continue the movement and to you know not just watch it you know fall apart and not work together and and strategically plan to advance the movement you know like so yeah. it takes everyone working together yeah it's our responsibility you know yes it's it's a, people the things that people did for me to help me to get to a place where I felt like I was standing on solid ground, you know, that's, that's my responsibility now to do that for others. I have to, cause I can't keep it unless I help people find it. You know, I gotta, I can't keep it without giving it away, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't take that lightly. I don't take that responsibility for granted, and, and I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to even try to carry it out. You know, the chance I always say to live two separate lives in one lifetime. It's uh, something that I'll. Amen. I will be forever eternally grateful for to, to the Lord, to, to the community, to all these different pathways because i've drawn from a many well <laughs> for my own recovery you know lots of different wells <laughs> not just one path so yeah yeah love that so rob what's uh what's gonna be anything big coming up in the future with recovery today yeah everything is big with recovery today um 
go big or go home. Yeah, we've got uh, – I'm trying to think of some of the covers that we have that are kind of in the works. Uh, we've got a pro – a former pro tennis player uh, is in there. I've got a, a pro skateboarder. Um, there's a lot of really good um, – there's a lot of really good stuff that's coming down the pipe. And But what, mostly I think what I'm excited about is what's happened really over the last couple of years is we have a really, really good – core stable group of people that contribute every month that are actually part of the magazine month in and month out so actually i give them a little shout out there's jr who um you know i met jr i interviewed him just loved the guy and um and then you know after that we became friends and then it was like dude like uh i think what happened is like you gotta have like birthday shout outs man and so he did that so that's what happens. And he's got like a little, an area where he writes his thoughts and, and stuff as a vet and, and, and everything. And then uh, we've got a book club with my friend, Andrea Seidel, who is a speed reader and does videos, a synopsis on all these kick-ass psycho- psychology or personal development type books. And then she does mind maps and stuff. It's just, it's really unreal what she does. Uh, my friend, Donna Spear, who's a, uh, you know, used to be a, supermodel and a actress and stuff she interviews all these nonprofits. she's got a section that's called boots on the ground we've got a cordon blue chef that's in recovery like 30 years that we've got a section i i have these we have these ongoing features or sections that's kind of why i say sections and that's called uh clean cuisine we brought back a section this month uh, with a cool guy that i met um, on instagram his name is jack wiltshire Wiltshire, and um, he fit right into a section that we had called the Sobriety Fitness Connection. Mm. Um, we've got all kinds of different cool things. So these are all people, my friend Michael Blanchard, who I call the Ansel Adams of recovery. The guy's a freaking amazing, amazing photographer. Um, he was, And his story was a left-hand turn. He was a chief operating officer of a healthcare company, you know, had a drug addiction, man, and, and uh, lost it all. Somebody said, you know, photography helps with... Uh, uh, depression and so he started taking photography started taking pictures and they're fucking da- damn good he's got a studio he writes all this cool stuff my friend fuzaro is like a cartoonist and uh, my other part we've got a poet uh friend jason that's been contrib- got all these people that contribute every single month and so um i never know all, all the really good you know who's going to be next and who's going to come but um, every issue is better than the last issue. Every single. Well, and it sounds like uh, really, you try to have a really holistic approach. Like, try to throw something in there for everybody. We cover everything, man. Yeah, we have some of the sections are always every month. Some of the sections are for a time. One of the ones I like was called we call, I called it Five O. So it was all about addiction, like recovery from the law enforcement perspective. So it was either cops or one of my friends was an undercover cop that became a heroin addict uh, you know it's, it, or one guy was a district attorney for new york for the opiate narc or the opiate task force so there's all these different perspectives yeah so there's fitness and there's eating and then we had another one for a while it was called the financial detox it was all about making money you know making money and budgeting and That's awesome. money. so yeah it's some cool stuff man well, yeah, it's like so key too to like address all those different areas of one's life. Cause yeah, I don't know about you guys, but when I was all fucked up, I was definitely making horrible decisions with my <laughs> health, with my diet, with my freaking 
a bank account if I could even keep yeah. a yeah. job to keep yeah. making money even. But yeah, horrible, horrible with all of that. So like I needed to learn all this stuff, yeah, all this different too. kind of stuff. I needed training wheels, man. I had been, Bro. I had been in, <laughs> uh, you know, that had been my whole life since I was, you know, 11 and 18 and 19 years old. So right. yeah, I mean, without all of that, <clears throat> I, I just could not be where I am today. And I still have far to go. I didn't expect to be alive this long. So I've made no retirement plans or anything. So, you know, that's awesome, Rob, man. I, I'm, I'm so grateful to get to have like firsthand knowledge of recovery today magazine. And, and I really am even more psyched to, to really get into it, man. And, and just to really give it some energy. I, I'm, I'm really grateful for all of y'all tonight. You know, I, I, I almost, let some things in my mind, you know, not, not let me get on here today, but something in my spirit told me that, that Why? this is where I needed to be. And I'm Elsie. so grateful. I did. I really tell, am. Man. tell me why, bro. What, what was going on? Oh no, it's just been a lot of heavy stuff. You know, like the growth, like I'm in a real, I mean, just in a real time of growth right now, like a stretching right. time. And, and it, and it starts to, it starts to get exhausting in your energy. And I've just been working really hard. And so yeah. going through that, you know, I was just like really, really tired. But I said, you know, I got to get with my family tonight because Good. this is where I just inherently need to be like, I need this rejuvenation. I need this spirit. You know, okay. this right here is what makes me excited and happy. And when I do my my inventory, like this is what really makes me you know, feel fulfilled. And so I told my wife, I said, I'm going to do this tonight. I got to. Well, so, that's good because but, that's why I asked you. I just wanted to make sure that you weren't having any kinds of insecure thoughts or feelings or, or anything about us as a collective and this group of people and uh, your place in this, because bro, you were an amazing invaluable addition to the team we love you dude we love you man it's an honor for me to we be want here. you here so i love you guys so so much i'm so grateful to call you all friends and you said something earlier jason that, that the the connections we make in this space are are so valuable and i'm so I just feel so blessed. I hate to use the word lucky, you know, because it kind of makes it seem like you have nothing to do with it. But right. and I, I'm I'm really blessed to know the caliber of people that I know, man. especially Amen. in y'all, in y'all. Rob, you're definitely an addition to that at this point too, man. Hey, thank you very awesome. much. The feeling is very, very mutual. You know, like I like I said, I I people in recovery are the greatest people I've ever met. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I know I remember my first time getting invited to do a podcast. I was like, my insides said, nah, -uh, dude, like you ain't got nothing to offer the world. Like nobody wants to hear that. And you're like, you're a goddamn hot mess. And uh, but my program, you know, and and my sponsor and stuff told me I had to say yes if it could possibly help somebody else or help me. And I've just continued to do that and say yes and show up despite the feelings you know feelings ain't facts Amen. just because you feel like you don't belong here doesn't mean shit because you do you know what i mean so sorry uh, ashley 
No, you're fine. I want to apologize for the way I came off earlier about when I said, you know, we have a decision and stuff like that. I think we all show up imperfectly all the time. I'm a recovering perfectionist. Um, You know, I always try to be perfect. We all do. But I think that when we're able to admit we're not going to always do it perfectly and we're going to make mistakes, that's what I'm talking about. That's it. You know, we're going to always, you know, being willing to change and to take accountability and all of the people that are here tonight are, are those type of people. And those are the people that I love seeing in the recovery community. And there's a lot of them. Outstanding. You look great, by the way. That's some yeah. amazing lighting on you there. Ash. Oh, it's because it's dark. Probably. Hell no. I was visiting my friend at the hospital, so. Yeah, it's funny because I had a friend of mine that just posted something on Facebook and she was like, filter, I've never looked so good. And I laughed my (laughs) ass off. I don't know why I thought that was so funny, but it really cracked me up. And I said, you don't need a filter. Ashley, you always bring the you you always bring the um I don't even want to call it the heat, but you do bring a lot of good wisdom. Like you know, whenever you speak, and and I thought that what you said, I I, I hope that you don't apologize for it because I thought it was spot on. You're right. It ain't gonna go without us making those decisions, and we do need to accept each other. And I mm-hmm. I personally have been through a lot of that where people just could not accept, you know what was what was good and right for me in in transitioning you know on my platform and and you know i thought to my i really it hurt me in the beginning because i thought we're all in recovery here like every one of us has has been in compromised positions like how can we how can we judge another for their pursuit of, of the betterment of themselves but you know it so so what you said it really resonated deeply with me and i i think it was perfectly said i can't well, even I- imagine what you went through like anything that any kind of like tumultuous you know things that we had to go through fucking adversity we had to face i feel like is probably pales in comparison to anything you had to go through i'll see <laughs> like you it was tough it was tough, but I felt like authentically, I, I just I had to do it. Even when I, you know, it got to be too much at some point in 2021 and I backed away, you know, and, and, but I needed to do that because I needed to do some healing on my own. But, but yeah, like we, we got to listen to what Ashley says, man. We, we got to accept everybody here. Well, how did we get here? We didn't get here from doing the same thing we did to continue during active addiction we no matter what the pathway was it was a it's a choice to for wellness whether you go to 12 steps whether it's mat like you choose to change so if we stop choosing to change we fall behind and we don't grow so growth mm-hmm. is a choice right yeah yeah i think i'm that's one of the things i'm most grateful for is that in my journey um ever since you know because i felt like i really connected with uh rob that part of your story where you were saying you know you like you you made this commitment to yourself to like learn about self you know 
like building yeah, yourself I'll, up and stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, there you go. Development was the word I was looking for. Thanks. Uh, but it was like once I uh, first like got that thirst and hunger and then I started to feed it, I've just never lost it like ever. It's it's if anything gotten stronger, you know what I mean? And yeah, that, the desire. And I'm super grateful for that because, yeah, I mean, if if it, if I would have got bored with it, well, I'm sure shit would turned out a lot different. But it's just continued to grow, and just you know, because I'm still so. If anything, I built more self awareness, so I'm acutely aware of the fact that I still have stuff I need to work on which means that my work ain't finished, which means that I need to, you know, I'm still thirsty, <laughs> but yeah. That's I don't think it's, see, the thing is too, it never ends and uh, you never arrive. Uh, you never, um, right. you know, I, I think a lot of it is, um, you know, I think a lot of it is kind of a parallel to like working out at the gym, but like in terms of personal development, I do think it's different though. I think that like at the gym, you know, you stop working out for a little while, you go right back. And I think that you take kind of steps backwards, but there's also things that we learn too that we do retain. And, um, you know, you can be an asshole again, for sure. And you can say funky things, but, you know, hopefully saying I'm sorry and, and to making amends and, uh, and, uh, you know, being authentic around people is part of what is part of what you do. But yeah, man, I feel the same way. I, I, uh, I started to reread, um, think and grow rich which is like a classic, um, really, really classic personal development book. I just restarted it too, bro. Keep it's talking great, about man. And awesome. so, yeah, so, um, and I flip through, I, when I read stuff or when I really, uh, you know, when I, I read stuff, I, I'm highlight underlining and I write notes in and I think about things and I relate it to other stuff. And so I opened it up and it was about, uh, it was a, a, a note written in the, in the cover and it was like way in the middle. It was about relationships. It was sex and romance and love actually is what it was and the power that it is like, it's one of the most powerful things ever. And I read through it. Not that it was something I, I read through. I was like, damn, that's like so good. Man. I'm like, it was so good. So, uh, you know, and then it makes me think, Oh yeah, man. Like, you know, I want to be better. Like, in, you know, and there's notes in there about my, about my wife or about what I want to be or yes, you know, I must do such, you know, these kind of things, but it, it, it gives you, we are all um, created for connection and for purpose and, and then, and to, and to do service. And the cool thing about when you read is you get to connect with extraordinary people who are very purposeful about putting thoughts for your service onto paper. So um, you, you get this connection with people that are dead or whatever, you know? So um, yeah, I, I love personal, I, I like, you know, reading and learning, like I said. Yeah. My recovery yeah. journey started with a webinar series by Bob Proctor called the 11 forgotten laws of the universe. And I just went back and restarted that whole series again just this this past week and it's amazing to hear things today that i didn't necessarily wasn't ready to hear then and to yeah. see how much different you know and it just keeps hitting the same way the same with thinking grow rich it just it will always keep 
hitting because it, it the work is never finished you know you never arrive somewhere yeah. you know so there's not this hopelessness of never making it you know because there's nowhere to really make it no Two, we're constantly evolving but i think it's amazing to to start those things and and look back on ourselves and do people that are in recovery are more prone to uh you know it's a natural extension you know like you're sober now what like why not like i mean i, I was explaining to a guy that's that um uh, my coach actually he might even be on his name's eric so shout out to him if he's here really cool guy and uh i was saying like people in recovery you know they're way back here at like minus 10 or 20 or 50 or whatever it is and then they get all the way up to kind of like what I would call a zero, okay, to like neutral, where you got a job and you're employed and you're paying your rent or your mortgage or whatever it is. And, you know, people are like, yeah, you know, Fred's a good guy. Yeah, you know, he's good. You know, he's a good employee whatnot. But and then from and then there's the whole rest of the potential of like doing this or starting a business or doing this or getting in shape, like the whole personal development, like how, how far can I evolve? And so I just think it's a natural, like, instead of just kind of stopping, you know, like it's a natural kind of a thing, like you're already moving, just, yeah, just keep on going, man. Like, uh, you know, once you're sober, like, it's not just the, I don't think the goal should just be to stay sober. Like then like do yeah. what, you know, and not in a manic way, like, fuck, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be, <laughs> you know, I, I just think from like a more like you're surfing kind of a thing. Or you think of like, momentum right like keep that forward momentum going and yeah once you come to a complete stop then it's too easy to rest on your laurels and and you know kind of grow stagnant and complacency and all of that but if you yeah. just keep moving in the right direction keep the momentum use the momentum to to propel you further right well and what you put in you get out so if you put information in you know you're going to be more knowledgeable to put out into the world you're going to have these skills you didn't have um and then also who you surround yourself with mm. if you're if you have the most knowledge in the room you're going to stay still yeah but if you continue to improve if everyone in your circle continues to improve then you're all improving together or if you change your circles to be you know where more knowledge or more information or better morals are then you're going to be better too because you are who you surround yourself with yes yes amen, sister. Amen. Mm. awesome poignant awesome. poignant as always what what's the uh what's the old adage you never want to be the smartest person in the room yeah 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 you're the average of the five people you hang around with Mm -hmm. show me your friends i'll show you your future there we go we got it anybody else got any more cliches Dude, <laughs> i'm a litter i'm a veritable treasure trove of the, the cliche one-liners <laughs> well somebody like i have a friend who's pregnant and she was saying she's like i have two brains now and i think i'm less smart than I was with one brain. And I'm like, well, the more brains you put together, it tends to lower the group IQ, actually. It's, you know. Uh -huh. So I was like, maybe that's the problem. Uh -huh. So I mean, you think people get in a group, it's hard for them to think individually and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 They get that group. 
herd mentality. There you go. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Outstanding. I love you guys. Money to you, bro. Every single one of you. <laughs> I'm glad I got to see all y'all tonight. I would to see you. Yeah, super awesome you showed up. Yeah, do we uh do we want to wrap things up? Sounds good to me. Unless Rob, anything else on your heart? No, I'm good, man. I'm just like I said, I'm real. Um, this is really cool. I haven't had an opportunity to do this very many times. I uh, I enjoy it. It's been a real pleasure to get to know you guys, and um, and so yeah, thank you for inviting me. Well, hey, man, if you'd like to be a guest on the Way Out podcast, go ahead and shoot me an email or a text. Okay. Brett can hook you up with my info or JR or whoever. Yeah, okay. sure. Same uh, with sure. Recovery Soul Food, man. I'd love to have you. Yeah, okay. hell yeah. Okay, that sounds good. I like that. <laughs> Sweet. You're already booked. <laughs> All right, good. <laughs> awesome. All right, maestro, Brett. <laughs> Give it to us, big Oh, I'm ready. See, ready? you start the outro music and then begin Ooh. the outro. God yeah, come on, man. <laughs> I totally <laughs> fucked that up last week. <laughs> it happens. It happens. That one All time. right. Well, to everybody that's watching us tonight on YouTube, please be sure to subscribe to the channel. Turn on your notifications so you know when we go live, which is pretty much every Thursday. We've had a, a few nights that we've missed, but for the most part, it's every Thursday night. Um, Jason, you want to tell us a little bit more about your podcast, sir? Yes, sir. I am the co-host of the Way Out Podcast. Me and my partner in crime, Charles Lavore, who is the creator, he started the show, I think, in 2014. Uh, we are up to 333 episodes currently. We drop a new episode every week. We share powerful recovery stories, and we unpack sometimes recovery topics uh, to help you find or sustain your recovery. And then you can check out the way out playlist. It's exclusively on Spotify. And that is a list of songs that represent recovery to all of our amazing guests on the show. Check it out. Nice. LC, you want to tell us a little bit about your show? Yes, I do. Recovery soul food is here for, to bring personal and spiritual development in the recovery and rediscovery space. We are doing segments right now mm -hmm. called the deeper truth healing hour, which is going live every Saturday night here on recovery revolution live at 8 PM Eastern standard time and our YouTube channel. And we're available on iTunes, Spotify, and all those great stuff. So get hooked up. Let's develop. Hell yeah. And then I also have my own podcast. Everybody on here has a podcast. It feels like Recovery yeah. Survey. It's been coined as Morsels of Recovery. I do little short 30-minute episodes every week. Drop a new one on Wednesdays. So be sure to check that out. And Rob mentioned Donna Spears. I had her on my show a few months back. So um, if you want to hear more about her story, you can find it on my podcast, Recovery Survey. And Rob, you have a podcast, don't you? Yeah, we do. We have a, we actually, yeah, we do. It's recoverytodaypodcast.com, recoverytodaypodcast. But everything, everything hinges around um, Recovery Today magazine. So that's where anybody should go. I'm kind of laughing a bunch because we have so much, so much content that there's not, we're uh, still uploading um, content. And um, the, the main focus of everything is actually the magazine. But everybody should go to recoverytodaymagazine.com. We're free. 
and uh, you'll dig it. Outstanding. Thanks, and JR, Thanks. you have a book. You want to tell us about that? Tell us about it. Tell us about it, JR. Unmute yourself. Yeah, you're, you're muted, JR. <laughs> Come on, man. Unmute your mic, JR. <laughs> I'll unmute it for you. There you go. Oh, it won't let me unmute it. Oh, okay. The Addiction Manifesto by J.R. Weaver. <laughs> Multi award winning. Yeah, I need an updated picture with like the 6,000 awards on it. Yeah, you do. Love the book it. kicks ass, you guys. It kicks ass. Yes, it does. Lots of hope shots in there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you to everyone that joined us tonight. Rob, thank you again for coming on, man. Yes, it was sir, great absolutely. talking with you. I was I was kind of quiet because I was back there mashing all the buttons and stuff, but absolutely. loved hearing thank your story, you. man. It was great. Thank you. And we will see you guys you. again next Thursday night. And remember, guys, progress, not perfection. Dig it.